Welcome back, or welcome, as the case may be, to yet another exciting episode of Because I Said So, one and only parenting podcast on the entire World Wide Web that's worth listening to, if I do say so myself, because it's not your same old, same old, as you're about to find out, same old, same old hoo-ha that the other parenting podcasters out there are pandering. I'm your host, John Rosemond, renegade psychologist, best-selling author, blah, 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 blah. For more on me, you can go to my primary website at parentguru.com. And yes, I am the parent guru. And please check out, and if you are so inclined, subscribe my substack, my weekly substack, which you can find at substack.com. So I learned a new word a while back. I was speaking to a group of about 500 public, public school teachers, school counselors, administrators. I won't say where because it's not relevant. It wouldn't be polite. What transpired, what I'm about to relate, could have happened anywhere. In fact, it's probably not the last time it's going to happen to me. Even though it was a secular setting, and what I'm pretty sure was a largely secular crowd, I gave my usual message. From all that I could tell, it was well-received. I even referenced scripture a fair number of times, but never was specific about doing so very respectful of my host's sensitivities and biases. So when I'm in a secular setting, I don't identify my source, but my subtlety is not lost on people with a biblical worldview. So I talked about fathers and mothers and male parents and female parents, and I talked about husbands and wives as if it was assumed that the terms reference biological males, and biological females. And I talked about children being boys and girls as if it was likewise assumed that the terms refer to people with certain biological realities. Do you all hear where I'm going with this? When I was done, good number of people wanted to talk to me, so I was one of the last people to leave the auditorium. When I came out into the lobby, a young woman, I'd estimate late 20s, early 30s, came up to me. She identified herself as a high school teacher and told me how much she enjoyed the talk, that I had affirmed her classroom discipline style, which was authoritative and no-nonsense, and therefore was somewhat out of step current fashion and education. Then she asked, very politely, if she could give me a suggestion. Sure, I said. So here was her suggestion. 
Quote, you should consider being more inclusive, end quote, she said. How so? I asked, genuinely curious. Well, she said, you talk about husbands and wives and mothers and fathers and boys and girls without seeming to realize that those roles are no longer cisgendered. Cisgendered. That's the new word I learned. They are gender-fluid roles now, she said. Okay, so I'd never heard the term cisgendered before, so I didn't say anything. I just waited for her to elaborate. Sure enough, elaborate she did. She said, quote, I know your generation is largely cisgendered, and so you can be forgiven to some degree but you're eliminating some people from the conversation. You just need to consider that you're talking to lots of people who've moved past those restrictions. With that, she thanked me again. She was very polite, very respectful, and she walked off. So I had no idea what she was talking about. What is cisgender? I didn't even know how to spell it. I had this fleeting thought that it had something to do with being a sissy, which does nothing but betray my age, so I dismissed that thought as soon as it arose. As soon as I was in my car driving out of town, I called my daughter. Now, my lovely through-and-through daughter is an evangelical Christian, but she's up to speed on the latest news from the front of the culture wars. So I got her on the phone and asked her, Amy, what cisgendered means. It means you identify with the gender you were assigned at birth, she told me. It means you identify with the gender you were assigned at birth. The gender I was assigned at birth, like there was some question about it, like it was up for discussion. I envisioned this committee of psychologists, psychiatrists, clinical social workers, you know, the usual suspects, discussing what gender to assign me. Finally, after much deliberation, deciding I was a boy. Not, however, because I have male biological characteristics, but maybe because they needed a boy to balance the boy-girl equation for the day or something. They could have flipped a coin even, because according to the young teacher in question, who looked like a woman to me, but you know looks can be very deceiving these days, one's actual gender is not defined any longer by biology. Rather, one's gender is a matter of how one feels about oneself. That's what a 17-year-old gender-fluid person told me about two years ago. This person, whose parents had been led to believe by narrow-minded doctors and nurses when said person was born, her parents had been led to believe she was a girl. But she wasn't a girl. According to him, her, he, she was a boy. 
When I asked him, her, if he, she had any male biological characteristics, he, she told me no. He should, he's, <laughs> he, she did not have male biological characteristics. He, she felt like a boy, he, she said. I asked him, her, to describe for me how boys felt, because even though I identified in my cisgendered mind as a male, I could not for the life of me figure out how to, how to describe how a male feels, other than to say not much, thankfully. I never got an answer to my question because at that point he, she simply got up and walked out of the room. Oh, well. So, after talking with my daughter and getting back to my hotel, I went to the internet and here's what I discovered. First, the term cisgendered was in zero usage until around 2008 when it was introduced into postmodern progressive vocabulary and apparently took off. Second, it is now a word recognized by Merriam-Webster, which defines it as, quote, being a person whose gender identity corresponds with the sex the person had or was identified as having at birth. Okay, so there is no biological truth. There is no biological reality anymore. There are only interpretations. These interpretations are based strictly on people's feelings, on their emotions. One no longer has a biologically defined gender. One has a gender identity. Furthermore, whether one's gender identity corresponds with his or her biology is irrelevant. In fact, a person who insists that he is male simply because his biology is clearly male is helplessly behind the culture curve. The same is true for a person who insists she is female simply because of her biology. Those people like me are, are cisgendered. I also discovered on the internet that the prefix cis, C-I-S, is Latin in origin. It means, in Latin, on this side of or on one side of. So, to be cisgendered means you are thinking in either-or terms about things like gender. If you're thinking in either-or terms about gender or anything else for that matter, then, according to the new ultra-hip, ultra-cool, progressive, postmodern, relativistic way of thinking, you are like man, like a dinosaur, or like something and the only good thing about your like existence is that you and like people like you are like becoming like extinct like actually we're not becoming extinct there are by god's grace a good number of young people who are cisgendered which simply means they are not delusional when it comes to their self concept the young people in question do not accept that they are male or female. They clearly recognize 
that they are, in fact, either male or female, that they cannot be male on Monday and female on Tuesday because they woke up on Tuesday feeling different than they felt on Monday and so on. There are actually young people in America, and lots of them still, who believe God created male and female just as we are told, Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, which reads, So, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So now, in closing, I must point out that this postmodern gender relativism has been embraced by most mainstream Christian denominations. It's been embraced for sure by the Catholic Church, and won't admit it, but several parents have told me that Catholic priests have told them with a straight face that it is possible for a person to be in the wrong body, that it's possible for girl for girl to be in a boy's body, and vice versa. The nonsense has been embraced by the United Methodist Church, which has led to their split been embraced by the liberal Presbyterian Church USA, and has recently become a topic of controversy in the Presbyterian Church of America, which has been, up until now, solidly conservative on theological matters. It's been embraced by the Episcopalians, which caused them to fracture like the Methodists, and it's even being embraced by certain Baptist denominations. What a shame it is that supposedly Christian churches, I call them Chino churches, C-H-I-N-O, which means Christian in name only, have bought into the moral relativism of these postmodern times with the lame excuse. They don't want to exclude anyone. In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 24, verses 27 through 29, Jesus tells his disciples that at the end times, it will be like it was in the days of Noah. In the days of Noah is a reference to when sexual corruption held sway on the earth. When all manner of sexual boundaries were transgressed, including the sexual boundary between angels and humans. For more on that, see Genesis chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. Jesus goes on to say that in the days of Noah, people were clueless as to what was coming. They just kept right on partying like it was 1999. Then the flood came and took them all away. Back then they were taken away. This time, they will be left behind. If we are in the end times, and I believe we are, then all I can say is hallelujah. For one thing, I don't know how much more we, meaning those of us who still think straight, the cisgendered, that is, I don't know how much more we can take. That's been another exciting episode of Because I Said So. I'm your host, John Roseman. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, tell your friends. Thanks for joining me. 
See you next time.